too. One, two, three, and I woke up early this morning and I went to the five and dime. I saw this pretty young lady that was real, Come real on, man. fine. We got new face in the building. That <clears throat> face was different back then. She pulled down her pants and said, Splack these hams. Whoa, Sally, that girl. Whoa, <laughs> Sally, that girl. So we walked in Man, what's going on? Man, you you don't took me back, man. I'm about to show my age, man. Man, that's that's the whole point. That's the whole point. What we do over here? This is the inconsistent podcast with Rob Hayes. So happy to have a fixture in the Atlanta hip hop community and the Atlanta comedy community. I mean, the hip hop community at large. I would say, uh, new face. Oh, you were talking about me? Yeah. Oh, damn. I, I feel like I feel like you're a historian. I feel like now you're like a staple. You know, every everyone you know is expects you to come with, with just the the you know sick memorabilia yeah, collection. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm slowly starting to embrace it. You know, at first I you know historian sounded like librarian to me. Yeah, and it sounded. Uh, aged like you had to be old to be a historian right so it was like nah i'd rather i called it hip-hop hoarder and then other people like but you're not a hoarder like hoarder is you've seen the show hoarder is like niggas just shit everywhere and they, they making a mess you mm-hmm. you organize so you're not a hoarder you even ryan cameron said it you should historian is what you are not hoarder man yeah i, I, I was going to ask you that are you organized yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, that's my Capricorn ways. Uh, my father was military, you know, make up your bed before you leave. My hangers in the house is two fingers apart. I know if somebody's been in my house, my towels is equal, you know, sleeping with the enemy. If somebody's been in my bathroom, I know who's touched the towel. Okay. Know, the toilet paper goes, do you do your toilet paper this way or hang it down, you know? I really don't have a preference. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so certain stuff like that. I, I felt judgment in that. Yeah, you know, because it is type. Or cereal. Do you put your milk first or your cereal? Like, no, I put I put cereal first. I know some milkers, milk first people. So, yeah, cereal know. first. Now, if it, if it's uh, 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 if it's um, fruity pebbles, uh-huh. then glass of milk and milk as I eat. Oh. That's a new one. Yeah. Oh, you a variant. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I feel like people like it gets so soggy and it's like, well then don't put all the milk don't in at once. Yeah, you love the crunch. Okay. But I, I I didn't make that up. I I got that from I I saw Kendrick Lamar say it. Oh, cartoons and cereal. Yeah. Hey, I get it. Now what about uh fruity uh cocoa puffs? Do you make chocolate milk and drink the whole the milk at the end? Of course, okay. of course. Now I haven't had cocoa puffs in a long time. Oh, okay. Is yeah. that is that in your top three cereal? Uh probably not. Okay. I'm more of a, a CTC uh cinnamon toast crunch. Okay. That's me. Golden grams. Okay. Sometimes I like those together. Oh. And then uh after that, I would I would go towards uh, pebbles, Captain Crunch, Apple Jacks, Honey Smacks. Mm, I mean, I forgot about uh yeah Apple Jacks. Uh, yeah, I was I was big Apple in Jack. Apple Jacks. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. We eat what we like. I like the independence. It was like yeah, <laughs> it don't give us something that's called apples yeah. that don't taste like apples. <laughs> That's what That's I what want. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we eat what we like. Mm-hmm. You know, marketing. Just That's yeah, like... give me any old thing. I don't care what it is. What's your favorite cereals? My top is uh cinnamon toast crunch, uh cocoa puffs and fruit loops. Okay. All leave great milk at the end. So it's about the milk. The happy ending is the best part for me. Okay. Yeah, that those are my top three. Alright. Yeah, those those are mine. Uh, new face. How how did you get started collecting, or would you say that you started collecting? No, nah, I wouldn't say I started. Um, uh, I seen like my grandmother 
never threw anything away and then people thought it was valuable like you know i remember cousins going to a party and they needed bell bottoms and my grandma's like oh i got some bell bottoms in the basement and it went down oh you got she's like yeah i knew stuff would come back in style you know one day and so that was like a tradition every year i seen people come over to the house can i borrow this can i borrow this can i borrow this? oh this cool you still got one of this and i just seen like it looked like love to me like you know yeah. people had to come so i became low-key like that person like in the hood i had all the music so all the people in the streets or the people on the block oh can i dub this tape oh i was the first person with the, the dr dre the chronic tape at school okay so imagine like me passing this around to all the people in class like they reading the album credits seeing warren g name and snoop and just reading it, and the teacher like what, what what's going on over there like i had the first or the source magazines i'm the one bringing that to school and and once i'm finished my work you know i'm i'm class clown at that point like so i wouldn't say collecting but i just knew i would have something that other people didn't have that i would probably kind of be cool so i didn't have to worry about getting beat up uh, or bully because i i had something to kind of throw them off mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so like hey look check this out you know you lunch money no look at this dr dre tape look read that yeah. oh that's cool yeah i just slid off so did anybody try to steal from you because i feel like that would be my challenge if i brought something cool enough to school someone was going to try to take it home yeah i i just think at that age i wouldn't say steal it just because they'd be like oh yeah i, I did take it home I, i'll bring it back tomorrow like i don't think it was intentional but i did always remind them like you got to bring my, my my stuff back, you know? And, yeah. and even in college, I used to rent VHS tapes. I was the original blockbuster at CAU. Like, I would rent my VHS tapes. You went to CAU? CAU, yes, indeed. Make, find a way to make one, baby. CAU run the world. So, so I, I had, you know, I was always that person. Like, had the first this or the first magazine, when only one on the block that had it. So I was dubbing tapes and making mixed take real mixtapes and just making the favorite song you know like no limit masterpiece might have 20 songs on there but maybe four might be good okay so i take those four or three and, and just put them out on mixtape and then i take another album and you know another 10 song album we take the best two out of that and put that on the tape and i be done had a called shit to drive by volume one yeah i want a new face then i'll just put anything shit to drive by volume one shit to uh, you know the slow list, the shit to fuck to type tapes and shit, yeah, you know shit yeah, like that. Like yeah. I was, that was me, volume eighteen, and it reminded me of like Baby Got Back, volume nine, Mr. Marcus, right. greatest hits type stuff. So that that was always me. So I wouldn't say collecting, but I just never, I just always knew have something cool that was a value to the community. Yeah, and I just never threw anything away. Like I just never could separate myself with something because I'm like one day this might be something or. I know I'm the only one with it, so this is kind of valuable. Mm. Mm -hmm. How do you preserve something like a magazine? Because, like, for me, that was the trickiest thing. It's like I'd have a magazine. If I loved it, I would want to take it places. Mm -hmm. But then that cover would go off. That back would fly off. Mm -hmm. Then next thing you know, it's just, you know, it's just never the same. Well, since print is kind of out, I'll give one of my stories, Statue of Limitations, out. Um, get two copies. Okay. One for work, home and one for play. Mm. I wouldn't say how I got that second copy. I'll leave that to the imagination. But I, if I mm. saw it was valuable for that reason, like you said, people going to be doing this and this disrespecting it. I didn't really care. And I wasn't the type to put the posters on or the tear pages out and put them on the wall. Like. Okay. first time that I ever did that was when Tupac passed and I went and got every magazine that I saw Tupac was in and yeah. made a big collage um, mural for him um, but other than that I, yeah I always made sure I got two copies of, of magazines okay. so I got duplicates of a lot of magazines your favorite ones for that reason alone people tearing it they just didn't see the value in it so I always had one that I just read and put right in the, in the box mm. So people still see magazines to this day. I'm like, why does it still look like it's brand new? It's you know? amazing. And you see it, people at 85 South Show, when I pull it out, Big Daddy Kane or Snoop looking, he's like, damn, nephew, you sitting on dinosaur bone, but it still look brand new. Yeah. And that's 20 years old. I remember, that's my first magazine cover. And it looked just as the day it came out. So when did you start doubling up? Um, Once I saw people 
doing the pages and, and okay so immediately it was may, just like it, i saw the risk like you said it may not get it back and yeah like, and rather than me trying to fight man you know why you ain't bring my uh, all right that's cool it wasn't a loss i'll just get another one or let me just get two and so i wouldn't have, be so emotional about something because it's just material at the end of the day yeah yeah so that's where it started let me just double up on stuff because i got a i got in my collection it was like I let people borrow stuff, so I got a bunch of cassettes that's like empty. I got the covers, but only I know. But I'm just like, dang! Like I open it up, like I know Boss, I know the Twins, my Warren G. I got the cassette cover, but me personally, I know it's not in there. I got the Snoop Dogg Dog Father, but the cassette is not in there. Mm. It just I I can just know from my collection which ones is empty. Yeah, and it hurts my heart. <laughs> are you are you ever on eBay? Are you ever like uh, you know? Buying parts of other people's collections oh, no. yeah. and stuff. Anything that I've got, I I bought the time it came out. Like I don't do the resale. I don't look. Wow. For, I don't look for other collectors, and because I I I love the experience of being that person, waiting in line, buying it, or trying to look at it, or reading a magazine in the store. Like you, I come from Detroit, so me buying comics and rap mags back in the day, it was on Woodward, um, and it was a magazine store really it was an adult bookstore that sold those type of things so imagine me reading comic books and seeing them one of them rooms like with curtains like this like why is everybody what's back there but i'm still reading my comics so like just little things like that meant more to me than oh just having it and buying it on ebay or just yeah this, or just other people's spirits like i'd rather that be my memory so i never i looked on ebay and i just i, I never wanted anybody else's thing so wait, you're you're uh, from Detroit? Yeah, yep. So when did you come to Atlanta? Freaknik '94. Wow. Yep. Okay. '95 enrolled at CAU. That was found my reason to stay here, but Freaknik is the reason. Um, I did a college tour in '94, and they showed us around campuses of <laughs> Morris Brown, Spelman, CAU, all that. Um, and then we had a break. It was like we got two hours break. You guys can, you know have lunch or whatever mm -hmm. i saw a martyr bus and i'm an explorer so i hopped on the bus and it was doing freaknik and we like stuck on peachtree and girls on top of cars and you seeing like red man or jermaine dupree and you hearing raheem the dream song i'm just hearing all these things and i'm looking like this is heaven on earth this is a black man's heaven i need a reason to come back here yeah <laughs> College? That's what it is. I, I remember seeing Do the Right Thing, A Different World, so I was familiar with that experience. So mm -hmm. I was like, I need to be with this. Because in Detroit, you, the only rappers I've seen, Too Short, Luke, Fresh Kid, Ice, they, would, they wouldn't be in the city. Or when I did see them, they would be in the city. It wouldn't be rapper mode. And, and when I seen them, it wasn't, I couldn't be like a fan because we were like in these cir street circumstances. It wasn't like mm -hmm. rap stuff. So I couldn't really be a fan like and i lived right across the street from, or i lived on seven miles so across the street was the hip-hop shop so if you're familiar with eight mile uh eminem proof they used to rap and do freestyles at maurice malone's clothing store which okay the freestyle so royce the five so all the early rappers i would go over there and buy maurice malone clothes and shirts i still got the jeans and everything but when i went over there you see eminem rapping at the time i didn't you know just a white yeah. guy rapping but by the time i moved to atlanta he opened, he's Dr. Dre up and smoked to her Lakewood Fort McPherson. So you, you look at that timeline. Like the next time I see Eminem, first time he's rapping on Seven Mile, next time I see him is Dr. Dre up and smoked to her and he's the headliner. That's crazy. I wasn't allowed to go to that concert. Really? Because of the name, Up and Smoke. Oh, yeah, it was smoke. Yeah. yeah, my mom didn't want me to be around the smoke. So. Shout out to my mom. Like, you know, she. I hear a lot of people like say secular. Or I didn't listen to rap young or I had to hide my tapes and I had to. Like, my mother gave me really free real. I didn't really have to hide. I did it probably just personally, but, you know, yeah. like the Luke, certain covers, like Two Live Crew, but we listened to stuff together. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we listened to Tupac together. We listened to a lot of things together. Like, I remember watching Eddie Murphy Raw and, and you know, things with her so i knew I, I didn't have to feel awkward with it but i do hear other people say these stories like that my mother yeah. didn't let me or my like my father took me to my first rap show i mean i like i went to cash money rough riders i went to like uh yeah jingle phillips ballers yeah uh, yeah when the helicopter nah, before phillips it oh. was in 
It was while they were building Phillips. It was in the dome. Oh, wow. Yeah. I went to the one in Phillips when they said Little Wayne can't be here, and then he came out the little helicopter from the sky. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I still got the ticket stub because it was on July, July 9th, April 9th, 2000, and ironically, DMX died 20 years to that day. Wait, 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 wait. Was that in Phillips? The show I went to was Phillips Arena. That's why I'm Cash Money Rough Riders Tour. I, no, it was definitely spring break of the year 2000, for sure. Yeah. Why did I think it was in the Dome? Phillips it was Arena. in Phillips Arena? Yeah. Phillips Arena. So I had, oh, dang. Yeah. But that's before I had went to a, a Hawks game in Phillips Arena. Oh. I guess. I don't know. That's crazy. But you not have you were you around on the Omni? Yeah. Omni. Yeah. In Georgia Dome. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. And I remember that awkward time where they were like the Hawks would play some games at Georgia oh, Tech. Yes. Yeah. Some games at the Dome. Time. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah. I remember when uh uh Monday Night Nitro oh, was rest. in the dome. That was Goldberg versus Hulk Hogan. Mm. Yeah, Goldberg won the, the championship. You went? 100 and no. Yeah, there was like $5 tickets. I ended up going. Man. Yeah. That's one thing, probably bucket list. I did watch wrestling and stop, but I'd never been to a wrestling event. And I was really? Yeah. Oh, man. That's yeah, no, at that time, WCW... Like yeah, ran Atlanta the city, too, yeah, yeah. Killer Mike's yeah. a big fan of Ric Flair, and he talks about Big Gip. I yeah. asked him why he dresses the way he is. Besides George Clinton and Curtis Mayfield, Ric Flair is one of the inspirations for. I could see that how they dress, but also they older, so they probably remember Ric Flair when he even before WCW oh, yeah, when yeah. it was you know more regional. Rolex wearing, helicopter limo driving, yeah. That boy was rapping back in, man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Woo! <laughs> so what what kind of music were you listening to in Detroit? Um, all, See, Detroit got everything. You know, yeah. the gumbo, West Coast, heavily. Like, things like that wasn't just the, the mainstream thing. So I'm listening mm-hmm. to a MC8 before he went famous, South Central, Cartel, SIBO. Uh, uh, Richie Rich, Rapping Fote, uh, Rapping Ronnie, Aunt Dilly Dog, the Loonies, Early Loonies, Seagrams, Rap a lot. I'm listening to Crucial Conflict on the Midwest and Bone Thugs and No Limit, and we were getting everything, you know. Okay. Mid, and but if we talking about Detroit, Esham, real real life records production. He had a, a, his own label. He was one of the biggest independent rappers in Detroit. Um, mm. Real life productions. The logo was Satan blowing like in a half moon. Um, he was like, what? Really, yeah, it was like, and, and everybody really coined him horror, uh, horrorcore rap. Like with Tyler, early Tyler or Grave Diggers, mm-hmm. Esham was mm-hmm. rapping that way. Like his album was called Kill the Fetus. Mm. KKK the Fetus. Uh, his, his group that he put out was called Nottis, and Nottis backwards was Satan. And it had songs like Liquid Drano and like so that's kinda what I was listening to. But he had that side that I really wasn't connected to, but he had the street version of him. Yeah. So I would I would tap in. So I would listen to him, uh, Slum Village, Jay Dilla, um, Dice, Awesome Dre, Chaos and Maestro, Drunken Master was a mixtape uh DJ. So he would have all those on one tape. He was our he was our DJ clue, Drunken Master. Okay. Yeah, so he would have the first time hit him up was on a mixtape was Drunken Master. We heard that first before anybody in Detroit. Dang. Because he got the hard drive and, and put it on the tape. Like, he was death row, like, affiliate for real. So he had the permission. So, mm. so we were hearing music like that. And we were hearing the Foxy Brown and Nas and, and then it. So it wasn't just Detroit, but he was part of that, though. So yeah. That's what I was listening to. It was a gumbo of things. Man. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like you you're involved in so much now. So um, a lot of your collection is in the Trap Museum. Yeah, yep, Trap Music Museum. Actually decorated the Rock the Bells boat. Um, first hip hop cruise ever. Wow. Yeah, that was that was a highlight of my uh, hip hop fifty. Um, first hip hop cruise. You know, in, in full circle moment. Like I said, my father took me to my first rap show ever, mm-hmm. Fresh Fest. So this is Beastie Boys' first time on the show. Open 
opening up next is LL Cool J just him as a rapper in the boombox him and a DJ then the next people is Run DMC um, and they're performing take your Adidas off you got Adidas put them in the sky my father took me to the mall with my cousin and bought us all Adidas matching tracksuits so I'm a kid saying looking at other people hold their Adidas up like oh oh I got Adidas oh I can do this too and Dang. so LL was part of this tour so to come full circle to be commissioned by Rock the Bells to decorate the boat and get invited to go from Miami to Bahamas on, on this cruise with what, Big Boy Ross and uh, Trina, Trick Daddy, Kid Capri, and you name it, was on this boat. And, and, and my collection was on the whole seventh floor. You know, wow. Years of collecting. So that was monumental and a full circle moment for me. But again, yeah, the Trap Music Museum, uh, 85 South Show when they had the Atlanta show. Um, most recently, last night, well, this weekend, T.I. is doing the... Uh, 20 years of trap music um, okay so my stuff is at the atlanta symphony hall all the trap because i have the original trap music cassette vinyl cd the original posters from back then autographed man every, every magazine t has been on i have that on display up there okay yeah so and that was historic and just yesterday i got my youngest autograph ever Eris harris Wow. The youngest heiress of them all, T.I.'s daughter, Eris. She okay. came out and sang Live Your Life. Um, and, and most recently she did the national anthem, you know, for a basketball game. So she she's definitely going to be the next up, you know. So, mm -hmm. so again, mm -hmm. I'm following my line of being there early. So, yeah. You know, so I'm right on my trajectory. So in about 10 years, even T.I. was like, I don't even have one of these. I'm, I'm like, he was about to take, he was about to take this. <laughs> he king. I, yeah. You know, but. She's next up, man. You know, she's doing her thing, you know. So it's it's beautiful to see those beginning moments. How long is the uh is the thing at the uh Atlanta's uh Well he did a show yesterday and he has a show tonight. Okay. Yeah, tonight okay. was the original night, it just sold out and um they added a second night which was basically the first night. Got you. Yeah, got yeah, you. Yep. So historic. Um and um Earwax Records, shout out to Jazz. I got a you don't got this uh, Earwax Records, um, they were a popular uh, record store here in Atlanta where everybody record shop from Alchemist. Dallas Austin said that they had to start mailing him stuff because he would shop there for samples that he would use for uh, Michael Jackson, TLC, or ABC. He would just be crate digging. All the, everybody worked there, but JC, who was ludicrous as DJ, all the popular DJs shopped there, but we have an exhibit there on display till January 7th at Science Sci-Fi Gallery by Pullman Yards. Um, and I got a room where they just recreated what my like high school and college room looked like. Wow. But he also has his record collection that he's kind of basically for sale. It's a, he basically rebuilt Earwax Record, and we got over record display, hip-hop, dope exhibit, man. One of the best this year. So Where was Ear Earwax? Earwax was, he had two locations. So where Kaya was and Visions was, the original was right there on Peachtree. Okay. Right now, um, Candy Factory is there. Okay. Right there on Peachtree. But before that, Kaya Visions was eventually there. Then he moved right, not, right down the block on 14th Street um, on the back of it. Um, so, yeah, you know, monumental uh, record place, and it's just honored to be a part of that. Mm. So, and, and in the 50th year of hip-hop, it's probably been my busiest year because most of the people have used my collection. Um, so, you know, I, it's been an honor to be a part of that. Um, hopefully it keeps keep it up in the 51st year of hip-hop yeah see what that looks like you know has has anything ever been lost has anything ever been salvaged has anything ever been like you know messed up with you sharing your collection with um, with all these different you know yeah. celebrations not with any of the exhibits um fortunately but, you know, I commission my stuff for, like, video shoots or TV mm -hmm. shows. So if, like, Tyler Perry or somebody's doing a video, like T. Grizzly's doing a video and they want it to look like Detroit. I got Fago pop cans and Better Made Chips where popular Detroit brands or Detroit Piston Flags that they'll put in the music video or TV yeah. shows. My stuff is in the background. Um, and one time I used, I let somebody use a bunch of my magazines and they uh, the, Ma the Janet Jackson cover uh, had got tore off. Um, Dang. But again, the doubles come in. I had the double. And so, it wasn't the one that was So they didn't even get the double. They got the double. They got the, the double. one. Right. Yeah. So when they said it was um, tore up, I wasn't as hurt, but I still had to, you know, yeah, you're going to have to pay for that because it's still valuable. It's not the yeah. autograph one. Thank you. but And they did. Um, 
my death row cover. I got to see if I got the actual magazine because I got the one, the most valuable death row cover. You know, the infamous death row with Snoop. The black with the, yeah. Yeah, yeah I have that. And mine's is signed by Daz, Corrupt, and Snoop. Um, so I got that infamous spread, but I got the cover. I got to find, somebody use it, and I got to find out if I have the actual magazine because it came apart somehow. Is is there a skill to getting stuff signed? Patience. No no rush. Getting in where you fit in. Yeah. Having the pen already open. So it's no no, no small talk. Like pen is there, you know what to do. Like Drake when he was at twenty one Savage Party, I had the magazines laid out, pen open. I don't have to say nothing. Yeah. He's like, You want them all signed? Whatever you want. One or two is fine. You want me to sign them all? And he, he signed them all. Every four magazines, he signed them all. But the key is patience because I see other people, they're, they're there and they don't have anything to sign. And I'm mm-hmm. usually the one that's sparky because then they start using my marker. Then I, everybody else is finding stuff to sign and they're using my marker. And, I'm, and I don't want to be the, the negative Nancy. Like, <laughs> that's my marker. Can, you yeah, know? <laughs> like, yeah. Because he signed mine. I don't want to be like, that's enough autograph. That's, that's mine. So, mm-hmm. you know. And I even started collecting my Sharpie markers, you know, because now I keep Dang. track. I keep track of who touched them. Yeah. So I got a Sharpie marker that was touched by Dick Gregory, R.I.P., uh, Greg Street, J. Prince, Ashanti, Nipsey Hussle. Like, that's probably in Pusha T. Wow. So, so imagine, and I just want to got to keep track of the Sharpies. And, and, and shout out to Sharpie. Either you're going to um, be an ambassador of your brand and, and look out for me or I'm about to create my own. That's the only way. You know, you gonna make your own permanent marker? My own permanent marker. Okay. Black on. Come I would. I would buy a new face marker. I would use a new face marker for we, sure. We need an alternative. Cause yeah. They, they've had the game under. It's that's the only thing, right? People mm-hmm. say, go grab a sharpie. Like there's no. Right. Go grab. Like you said, permanent marker, and, and that's what it is, right? Yeah. But that's the only permanent marker. You know, you might go to family now, dollar. Like I feel like there used to be other options. options yeah. You know, you used to get snuck like. You write with a marker, you know, on the dry erase board yeah. or something, and then you find out, oh, man, that's a permanent marker. But now I feel like Sharpies kind of monopolize the game. So I'll take 1%. They make, you know, $8, eight billion. Mm-hmm. Um, So 1% is fine with me. I'll stay in my little rapper, wrestler, movie stars, and us. Yeah. Use this instead, you know. Uh, my connection should be good enough to, you know. Don't get Sharpie, use this. You know, Jack Harlow's album cover, his last album cover, is him signing an autograph, and it's him using the Sharpie. So imagine if we just change the trajectory of that. Wow. And we transition, you know, because autographs are still popular, and that's really my mission, too, is showing people physical assets still matter. You know, mm-hmm. Killer Mike mm-hmm. just dropped. Killer Mike, who has, a, in my opinion, best rap album of the year. Yeah. Um, Grammy nominated, by the way. Um, he released cassettes, uh, vinyl, um, and I got mine's autograph. Happily, scientists and engineers again, another Grammy nominated, Grammy nominated song with Andre 2000 Future. I got the cassette. Okay. And if you watch uh, Jimmy Fallon, his appearance on that, Jimmy Fallon asked him, "Why did you decide to put Run on cassette?" And Killer Mike said, "There's this collector in Atlanta by the name of Newface. I got to shout out Newface." Yeah. So like, it, it, physical copies are still a thing. Like one of my favorite stories is Gunna doing an in-store, you know, maybe two albums before the whole arrest in the Rico he mm-hmm. did an in-store at DBS Sounds one of the black retailers here um, and there were kids buying the CD and they didn't know what the CD was for but mm. they knew if they bought it they'd get the picture with Gunner yeah so they look at it like where do I play this yeah what it, but it didn't matter and then that week he sold a thousand more copies of his album so he beat The Weeknd was number two mm. and I, I would like to think that physical copies help that i remember when that was happening i remember that there was a dispute because of the count and all that yeah, yeah i didn't realize it was because he was selling physical physicals. he did and yeah. two in stores in new york and one in atlanta at dbs sounds which we man talked about. so that's genius so physical copies and autographs i want to try to make sure that that's really a staple because now it's just transformed for the picture yeah they only want the picture i don't even want the picture I, i'll just do this this because phones might die you lose it you know but the picture does doesn't the picture like authenticate the the signature like, for me yes yeah for me but I just wonder what it does for other people 
Got you. Like, clout. It's like, yo, this is me and Gunner. We, yeah. we kick it. And social media helps that because what would you do with that picture without social media? Are you telling right. everybody physically? Like, Rob, I was like, how do you even start that conversation? Like, check mm-hmm. who I was with yesterday. Like, how does that conversation start? Or, you know, so. But that's what my reason. Every autograph I do have the the moment documented. Nipsey Hussle signing my cassette. We south to Cat Mall. I got the picture, the video. Everything. Wow. Him saying, oh, you hard. I'm signing the cassette. So in that case, I got the authenticity of most of my autographs. So Guinness Book of Records, I can make sure everything's authentic. What's the idea of that? <laughs> yeah It's real Verified Yeah verified Authentic mm-hmm. So wait Nipsey Hussle had music on a cassette Yep Victory Lap Oh okay He made red cassettes Oh yeah 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 yep. yeah yeah He made red cassettes And I got mine signed at uh, South to Cat Mall He did it in store For the Puma shoes The Victory Lap Puma Okay Okay yep. And I had the uh, Nas album That was autographed My Scarface Diary And my Red Man There is a Dark Side Autograph once he's seen that, he's like, oh, you're official. Because that's all it takes. It's like, you know, everybody else wants the picture, and that's easy. But when I do, that's where I'm, like, a little bit different. Right. Like, oh, this this is. I mean, if you remember somebody's, like, older stuff, they, I feel like they'll give you a salute. But you actually physically having it and showing, like, hey, I took care of this. I cared about yeah. this. I had no knowledge that eventually I was going to meet you. This is not about that. Yeah. I mess with this body of work. Yep. Or just, it means a or, lot. Or them saying, I don't even have this. Like DJ Quick or just having hearing the artist say, I don't even have one of these and I, I yeah. produced this. Yeah. Like, no, sometimes I I'll watch 85 South and you'll be laying stuff out and I'll just be like amazed. Like, yeah. how, like how does he even, you know, how, yeah. how do you know? Birdman like, was looking at, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, nephew, you sitting on a million dollars, Playboy. Uh, Snoop Like just hearing People like Oh man You know That's what I do it for Like yeah. uh, most recently Big Daddy Kane Like And showing them things And he's telling the stories From the actual album covers it's You like, didn't bring him The Madonna book did you No but I showed him the picture <laughs> Yeah he They talked about that Carlos like so, That's how they transition So how, What about this nigga picture With you and Madonna How did this start So he told the story Of how they met And how they transitioned Into that That suit with Naomi Campbell yeah, um, but it, it that picture in the infamous haircut with the three slits in the eyebrows. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we got to talk about that one. Um, yeah, you know, and give a little history lesson because Moneybag Mafia was sat in it, and he's not the he's a little bit younger. So we, right. we school him; he's able to learn. I'm able to show yeah. him. And even DC, I love that's what I love about DC. Like he's open to learn. Yeah, he, he's 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 not afraid to say what you mean what, or what song or what album what. What he questioned, not you know, some people act like they know. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Then what was the second song off the side B? Yeah. Oh well, no, I like the one with the video. You know, mm-hmm. that's when you kind of mm-hmm. know. So people mm-hmm. like I respect, and even myself, people call me a hip hop historian. The thing is, I usually learn and I share it in real time. Okay. So a lot of my posts, I might just record somebody's screenshot podcast, and it says a gem. I'm learning it, and I'm just sharing with the world. But you know, and it it connects. With, I'm a, I look at myself like a teacher, and that's what a historian is. Yeah. I, that doesn't mean I know everything, right? Because if I know everything, then I think my mission is accomplished. Because you, you, mm. you kind of die if you're not learning. So I look to learn new things and and put others on in real time, and don't hold information. So that's kind of my goal as well. Like I learn this, I share with the world. I don't want to hold this secret, and yeah. then it goes viral, and then like. Oh, new face know all the facts. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll take it, but that's why I'll credit it. You know, I got this from Rob Hayes podcast, uh, Drink Champs. So, you know, Ray Daniels. That's where via Beehive. You know, that's where this clip comes from. You know, yeah. I'm not gonna hold my nuts and yeah, I know all the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, new face taught you. You know, so it, it's it's a learning thing for me, and it's just sharing with the community because it's about the culture. You know. So, do you think you is there a weak spot that you have in when it comes to hip hop? Is there somewhere some area of hip hop where you're like, I never was rocking with that. I really don't have a lot of their stuff. I really don't, you know. Well, yeah, the newer artists, you know, the Gunner thing too is 
that's a conversation that has to be had with people of our generation to speak to the younger artists. Like a crit, he'll put out physical copies, but newer artists, they're more satisfied with a billion streams. Yeah. And and, and that's the win for them. But once those title or Apple or the sites go down, what do we have? Or if Big mm -hmm. Brother decides to turn the lights off on social media and electronics, period, what do we have? Or what do your fan, what we're going to show your playlist? I got your album, I downloaded it. And didn't, no, what do we have? So when I do to these new shows, like, you know, 21 Savage was on the Freshman, Lotto, she was on the Freshman cover. So those help, but there's a lot of artists where I do go to the shows, but I don't have anything. Mm. I have the memories, and they remember me being at the early shows, maybe at Smith's Old Bar or, or you know, the personal memory. But yeah. I don't. And it's it's weird because we we talk and it's not weird, but we have the conversation. But I'm left like I don't have nothing, you know. Okay, see you later. See you next show, you know. Yeah. But, you know my my cherry on top is that moment personally. So for that is probably my weak spot with newer artists that you don't have anything tangible for fans like myself. And it's not it's more than just people like me. I see, you know. They want something tangible to hold. A mm -hmm. T-shirt, merch. That's why merch. Look at Travis Scott. Right. He'll make money off merch before the show even starts. He had he had merch for a AP watch collab that he had, and I'm like, this stuff looks hard, but I'm long ways away from an AP, AP let alone a Travis Scott AP. Oh yeah, that that's yeah, that just adds more zeros to it, right? Yeah. So it's things like that, like and, and those fans, they're it just they're fans, but they do it for the you know posting on the Instagram or just mm -hmm. to have. Like I'm a I'm a fan fan. Like I go to the shows and you'll see the ticket stubs. I got over you know over probably eight thousand ticket stubs of shows I've attended over the years. Eight thousand ticket stubs. Yeah. Even that you go to a show now. You know now because of access and relationships, I probably go through the back door. Yeah. Um, but that's something I miss. Waiting in the line for Ticketmaster, buying the ticket, getting the ticket stub, them scanning the ticket and me putting the ticket in my pocket and, and, and framing it later or just collecting. I got Ziploc bags full of tickets, but now it's on your phone. Yeah. You scan your phone. And it was a time where I was like, can I go to the box office and can you print it out? And, and it'd be a paper printout like Kendrick Lamar shows or Dave Chappelle's. It's all paper. Wow. It's a ticket, but it's paper. Yeah. That I just wanted to print out. But now, you know, it's all your phone. They look at me like, no, it's you got your phone. I used to like when Ticketmaster had the, like, option of you could go to box office. a box office and they'll print you out a physical ticket. Yes. Yeah. That, that was my thing, waiting in line. Like, those things really still matter to me. Like I said, buying. That's why everything in my collection, my brand is called Nostalgia. Like, that feeling when I put something in your hand, my hand, that first three seconds of when I pull it out, that's nostalgia. Yeah. So when I like pull out this phone right here, like, do you got a charger? I need a charger for this. <laughs> what? Wait. Why do you have this? Why do you have this phone? See, see that that is nostalgia. This is my phone. This is. That's not your phone. I got Kanye West's first show on this phone. It's gonna be pixelated, but if we get a charger, we're gonna see what? Kanye West college dropout at Earthlink. Earthlink Live. Get out of here. Oh, you knew Earthlink. You were yeah. at March. March. Yeah. I wasn't there. You know, it. it I, I feel like it, I feel like it was a lot of people that were trying to get in that couldn't yeah. get in. It was a whole thing. I saw him at City on the Bricks. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. So my, my Earthlink Live, I had a disposable camera, so the picture I got is Kanye West doing this, and there were like one phone in the air, and then probably I took a picture. So the picture I got is Kanye up there doing a diamond, and one person like this. But you go to a Kanye West show now. You, Everybody's gonna. Everybody's got no phone. Yeah, and I got my beeper too. I just, you know, I just got a page to. What? What do you? What do you? No just, one's gonna know how to beep you. Apple, just in case Apple goes down, I gotta have you know communication. I got children. Apple got, bucked on the government. Like, yeah. like. I gotta make sure I keep tangible things in case this. Apple is getting the government to allow them to monitor our blood. I think they're good. Oh, they're good. Apple Watch banned in the USA. You know, right. Because they're trying to look at your blood. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. Oh, man. That's that's why I'm going to 
get batteries and get my this tape is deck. bell south also how do you, how are you keeping this beeper pristine like not only do you have a beeper but like can i can i see it yo i feel like i'm in yo is this does this work yeah it just, it just died like an hour ago get out of here people were paging me about how to get to the ti no they were not yeah they wanted to get on to the little baby show so i had to answer you know and it's battery operated battery operated wow remember you just had to pay a beeper bill i i don't i don't that's uh, this is all before oh, my I'm time i'm the old one here i i'm not calling you old <laughs> i'm <laughs> just i'm just saying that i you know i can't really yo a a beeper but you're familiar with how that those work right yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah so even as a kid like but even this one is a newer version but the one i grew up with my father had a beeper and it was it worked like this so you call the beeper number mm-hmm. and you say you speak into the phone dad give me a call and, and you hang up he get a beep and say beep 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 and he'll push a button and he'll hear dad give me a call okay it was like a cb but delayed i thought you had to leave like messages like 911 that, that's with these kind yeah like okay. 911 411 is you want the information if you wanted to call somebody a hoe you could say 304 yeah 304 you turn it upside down that's spelled hoe 911 is emergency i love you one like it's different letters you can make it but yeah it was like call me and the number would come and then you would call the number and you're like somebody page me somebody beat me and you don't know who before caller ID and all that. So you say somebody just page me. Yeah, we wanted to get uh two of those Tupac All Eyes on Me cassettes, new face. All right, I got you. Meet me on uh, Six Mile. All right. That's crazy. And this went back then. You can hang up on people. Right. It, yeah. You don't have that no more. It, no. Ah, uh, this bitch. <laughs> don't call me no more. The hang up with the antenna. I yeah, I never had the the movable antenna. I feel like that adds another oomph, like yeah. after the hang up, and then you you know. Or the can you hear me now? Can can you, you put the antenna higher up for some reason? Mm-hmm. We always thought it was the, the antenna was up. Man, but low key the antenna. That's really your cell phone. Yeah, one of them. I'm about to say I you mean, got you got, I got every generation. Every generation, I keep though I, I keep all my phones you know, with me. Every the first iPhone, the iPod, I keep. Yo, I got a list. Yo, like I got my first yo, iPhone. Yo, like this is just what I keep. <laughs> this is every method of communication. I'm on. I'm an on call doc, a historian. This is crazy. Oh, look at the transition. So like like when you're when you leave the house, are you like okay? I got. Oh, I only got two phones. I got my phone. I got my stickers. I got my Sharpies. I keep my Sharpies. Make sure I got every color. I got my stickers. Got some form of merch, and I'll keep. If I'm going to a little baby show, I got my little baby CD of my magazine. Oh, who might be there? Dro might be there. I think Dro pull up. I'm going to pull out my shoulder lean cassette single. Might get that signed. Mm. I always think, who might be there? Who might pull who up? Who might be there? That, I've got a lot of good who might be there, and they they even like, how'd you know I was going? You know, and right. get the autograph like, I, you work for the Fed. Like Dick Clark said that one. He said you remind me of Interpol. He didn't even know me, but he remembered me every show. I would go to every Dick Gregory and Paul Mooney show at Uptown. So, but every time he'd see me, he's like, this nigga's everywhere. Yeah. Huh? How do you get everywhere? I mean, even when I like hit you, you'll be like. Yeah, I'm I'm everywhere. I'm <laughs> I'm in Atlanta. I'm in LA. I'm in Chicago. I'm on the moon. Wherever the culture takes me at this point, it's like wherever it, where it's like the Batman signal. Somebody hip hop. Oh, they just put that logo up there. Somebody want to put that up. Somebody want to make that a logo. Put that up in there. And new face pull up like this. Uh-huh. Is there is there somebody whose autograph who who you don't have? Oh yeah, my list is um Kendrick, J Cole, uh Future, um Andre three thousand, and I got a whole autograph, but I didn't get it. Mm. So those are and 
I got Lauren Hill recently, so that was my bucket list. Um, as far as female, Queen Latifah. Um, I got Light. I got Roxanne Shante. Um, Nicki Minaj, just for culture's sake, and Rihanna. But, yeah, th- those are probably my bucket list now. Wow. Yeah. Is there, like, uh, I don't know. Is there, is there any, like, album? Is there anything that you're like, man, I, I got to add this to the collection. This is the last I want to make sure I got the whole Tupac discography. Um, my new thing is having every form of their music. So if I love an album, I have the cassette, the CD, and the vinyl. Okay. So that's my new thing now. It's like, if, if that's my album, so Nipsey Hustle Victory Lap, one of my favorite albums. I have all three. Um, Ice-T Power, that's one of my favorite album covers because it has him, the naked Darlene on, you know, the bikini, and if you flip it over, you basically see her rear end, the backwards of that photo. Wu Tang, Enter the Thirty Six Chambers. I have all three. Six in my, the morning, police at my yeah. door. Fresh to be this week across the bathroom oh, floor. Man, my perm's starting to grow already. <laughs> yeah, so Power, Six in the Morning. That Power is my favorite album cover, but. My coveted Holy Grail is my purple tape. Okay. Raekwon, only built for Cuban links. I have the cassette, the vinyl, and my purple tape. See, you may have the purple, t- you may have the album, but do you have the purple tape, the actual purple tape? Right. There's a um, limited run of the purple tape. Limited run. And then if you do got the purple tape, it's your sign by Raekwon, Ghostface, RZA, and the owner of the label, Loud Records, Steve Rifkin. And I'll probably beckon to say no. What? What? So that's why minds are going to be special. Like even Nipsey, you may have the cassette. You may have one, but nobody in the world, We I keep putting this on every platform I am, challenge me. Nobody in the world has that rare cassette tape signed by Nipsey Hussle. The wild thing about the purple tape is they let Ghostface put his nickname on the tape. Oh, what you know about that? The tape has limited amount of space. Space, yeah. And it's like only built for Cuban links. Raekwon the Chef mm-hmm. featuring Ghostface Killer, a.k.a. AKA. Tony Stark. <laughs> All that right. That's a lot of real estate. Yep. That's how you know them verses was hot. Cause and, yeah, and the reason I love cassettes, you take the, one of the best, greatest soundtracks of all time above the rim. Um, If you had the cassette tape, you were lucky because it had Pain by Tupac. One of my favorite Tupac songs was only on the cassette tape. Mm. You know, like pain shared with me. That so that's only on the cassette and just recently. I couldn't help but notice your pain. Yes, my pain. This one. It runs pain. deep. It runs deep. Share it with, Share me. It with me. Running high. No. Remember, boy, I'm familiar. This was only on the cassette tape. This is not in the movie. It was in the movie. That's how it went off. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the credits. Yeah. Yeah. Never take me alive. I'm getting high with my profile. Knocked on these suckers till I die. As a youngster. On the back of the bus. I was a fool. Picking the dust. I was a troublemaker. Smoking wow. weed helped me take away the pain. Yeah, only on cassette. So it's a bunch of things like that where they were only on the cassette. Uh, Snoop Dogg. G's up, hoes down. Was only on the Snoop Dogg cassette. Mm. G's up, hose down was only on the cassette. So it's a bunch of examples where I'm like, yeah, you ain't got this. It ain't on streaming sites. You gotta have a cassette. Wow. All my niggas out there. Only on cassette. So um. When you did the Nostalgia Museum, what what made you want to do that and like like venture off after you know the Trap Music Museum? I feel like for me, you know, I didn't even know it was your collection when I first saw it mm-hmm. in the Trap Music Museum, and I, that was the part that made me feel like, oh no, this is special. This is something that's not trivializing what what trap music is, but is is a celebration of the of the music and and you know and mm-hmm. I, I was so impressed by you know Man. like some of those tapes and CDs and 
in magazines and in everything. So, what made you do the the nostalgia uh, museum? Um, for the people, like you know, social media. And first, first of all, thank you for coming. Um, thank you. That, oh yeah, that, that, that definitely made you know my memory. You know, great experience seeing someone like you. I've always been a fan of you and your uh, comedy and your material. So to see you attend um, my exhibit, you know, it made my day. Um, but again, social media, I'm all at these places. You see comments like, man, when are you going to do your own thing? When are you going to, you got enough of your own museum. A new face should open his own museum. New face should, should shoot. And I'm just following this in my spirit. And it's like, okay, let me try that. Um, so I, I, I caught up Red Bull. I caught up Greenwood Whiskey. Um, maybe you can guys can help finance um, me so I can get a space and and hire some DJs and some securities and a curator um, and they they were open to it and yeah. it was like okay if it's culture let me get some artists um, and some podcasts so we got day one radio and we did an interview with Goody Mob um, we brought a Morden Culture uh, Ronnie Joy and shout out to them they did a podcast they interviewed me at my exhibit um, but it was just listening to the people and listening to my supporters like you should you should you should um, and it was just, you know, stepping out there because that Trap Music Museum, they opened their doors to me um, and it showed me. And I would go to Trap Music Museum and not tell people that that was my stuff. And I would just go there and watch. Other yeah. people look at it and I just see people doing it. Or I would be the one that take celebrities. Like R.I.P. I took Gangsta Boo, gave her a tour. Um, she got to see my collection. Or I would take Fable. I would just take a lot of artists and just you know take them to that back door tyler tyler chronicles i take him and you know some guests or just give them the tour and i'm the tour guy and so i was like okay i think i could probably do this yeah um so when i did open my exhibit one of the experiences was there you can buy a ticket and walk around yourself or i can give you like the the, the tour where i'm explaining to you and it's not like nobody else's story like no i'll tell you when i bought it where I got it from, wow. when I got signed, the importance is like if I don't know if you remember, um, I had some California raisin toys on display. Yeah, and I got that from the Kids Meal and Hardee's, but I had it positioned next to a NWA collection and straight out of Compton uh, DVD. Um, and the connection was Priority Records, which signed Ruthless Records, started from the California raisins. I heard it through the grapevine. So Man. if you think about it, NWA is famous for Fuck the Police and which gave you Easy E and Dr. Dre who gave you Aftermath and Snoop. It all stemmed from the California Raisins. I heard it from the grapevine. Wow. But only if you got the tour from me, you would learn something like that. So, you know. And it was this and I, I was able to get some space in my own house. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, I found I got some space in the living room now. I, we right. just fill up a whole bank because that was three floors of you know of my stuff. There was stuff in the vault. There was stuff everywhere. But it was it was so dope. One of the dopest things I'll never forget is there's like a clear boombox, the rhyme capsule, full of rap cassettes. Yeah, rap cassettes. The rhyme capsule. Shout out to David. Made it. Um, actually did Complex Con, Kid and Play, Mac Ten, uh, Run DMC, or DMC came out, Show Love. He even made a miniature version of that, um, only a thousand of them, and blessed me with one of those because that's Squarcy Crystal. So it's more, it's not as heavy because that other one, he's like, oh yeah, that's gonna take three people in a U-Haul truck to bring that over, and it actually, it was on a stand. Mm -hmm. The actual sculpture is a, a molded clay sculpture of a man doing like this, kneeling on one knee. And that would have been like five people would have needed. So I was Dang. like, yeah, just bring the stand and we'll, you know, put a rope behind it because I, I didn't want to do that. So shout out to him. Yeah, that was definitely a highlight because, you know, seeing his transition now, and he did one for Rock the Bells, uh, the Queen version, where he made one with all the female um, MCs, Queen Latifah, Moni Love, Light, Salt and Pepper, and it was on display at the Rock the Bells Festival in New York. So it's just dope to see, again, being his early stages. So for something like that, are you providing the tapes? Yeah, yeah, because you can... He, you can buy those, and he'll say you want a West Coast edition, East Coast edition, and he'll supply you with them. Or you can keep it empty, and I, so mine's, I, I swap it out. I do a rap a lot version, the cash money, and it's just, just cool to have, and I'll swap yeah. it out every week or whenever I just get, 
you know, want to see something new and swap it on out. You can put wow. You can put eight cassettes in it, the smaller version. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now the other one, I think it was like front back. You saw a top row. Yeah. You know, it was just, I think maybe a hundred in that one. So he kept it a little bit simple. Um. So yeah, definitely shout out to him. Shout out to Anthony Anderson. He had a piece in there. Um. It was a big piece on the wall. Actually owned by Ti now, um, and on display at his studio now. So it was just dope to you know see it go from my exhibit to Ti's house, um, and that was the important part too because I could have filled it up with my collection only mine, but I would I used Umcamp, my car DJ Jelly to you know you got some of those walk it out plaques or those big old Forex exclusive game jerseys with DJ Jelly or Baby D on it. He brought them. Backbone Gip gave me the jacket. He wore an Outcast video roses. Um, I had other wow. painters and other artists bring their art in, that they could sell. So it wasn't really about me. It was about community. And I call it Gray or Translee or Fable. And they were able to do shows, um, performing, you know, Fort Knox hosting and, and DJs DJing and, and just events just for the culture's sake. And, and, and when you think of it, now uh, it was so many exhibits this year, right? Yeah. I was three years ahead of my time. I didn't need, to me, looking back now, I, I applaud for myself because I didn't need the 50th year to validate or I didn't need, I did it because I loved hip-hop. Not only that, you were doing it during the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. Like, people, people weren't even outside like that mm-hmm. yet. Not, you, know? you know? Yeah. Doing school tours. You had the new face mask. Yep, had the mask. And now you look at all these exhibits doing the same thing that I did three years prior. And again, to your point, during the pandemic. But but what is amazing is that, you know, you've been a part of so much of it and, you know, uh, been able to been able to do it. Um, mm-hmm. What... How did you get into the the comedy community? Oh, the comedy community. So, um, I was a, still a family man. You know, I was married, children, the dad. You know, picket fences, wriggling the, the worker nine to five life. Um, and I needed a break from that monotony and that norm thing. So, Uptown Comedy Corner gave me that Sundays, Celebrity Sundays, hosted by Nard, hosting every Sunday, gave me that out where I can just go there and watch comedy. But during watching that comedy, I seen everybody that's great now and big now, I seen their first time. Wow. So, a comedian K-Dub, a Carlos Miller, a Little Duval, Ronnie Jordan, Kevin Hart, I, I seen all these people just trying something out. Mm. And I watched them grow, build material. I seen them come through. Like, it's w- cool seeing T.I.B. a comic because he was always supporting the comics being there. Mm. Like, or I would see him in the audience just being in that. So, Nard Hosen was my guy, DJ Ant Love. So, I was able to R. go P. there. Nard. Yeah, um, Dirty South as well. Tyler Craig, like we could go Marcus Cone. Shout out to all of them. But it gave me a reason to come outside um, and and just be normal and not work and and gave me just that escapism. Okay. And comedy. So I always, that's why I'm always probably comedians are my favorite people because they probably technically saved my life. Like when I think about it, like that Sunday, I looked forward to that Sunday. Man, and my thank you and how I became new face. My thank you was like, you know, I'm buying the tickets, I'm showing up supporting, but how do I say thank you to them? Oh, Carlos doing the show and his bit, baby bird, fuck with me. Oh, I like that. Everybody like when he say fuck with me. I'm gonna put that on the shirt. K Dub, I'm gonna everybody. Ronnie Jordan, blessed, and you know everybody. I'll put what your famous saying on a shirt. Uh, and just you made the fuck with me shirts yeah i made those shirts selling jokes by the pound shirts like that uh k-dub the shirt he won he got jokes on tv one hosted by bill bellamy Uh uh-huh it says k-dub from a town to m mem town to a town new face right on the bottom it's a tall t if you look yeah youtube i made that shirt wow carlos miller uh chris set it off jones he will it's a running joke because he everybody's He's still wearing that new face shirt. I made him a shirt. <laughs> I made him a shirt, a set it off shirt, but he loved my shirts that I, I, I uh, parody of Chick-fil-A. You know, they're saying is eat more chicken. 
I made shirts that said "Eat More Pussy," but mm-hmm. I made it in the same font as Chick Fil A, and, and I said it said "Chicks Feel, feel it. Me." Yeah, Chicks Feel It. Yeah. Oh, Chicks Feel It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he would. That's that's all he would wear. I remember that shirt. <laughs> so, I remember that shirt. So it's people like that, and, and it was, and that was set my, it off. Yeah, set it off, set it off, baby. <laughs> so it was that was my way of saying thank you. But in turn, they would wear it on stages or music videos. Yeah, you know, and so that was my way of saying thank you. And and they, Nard wore my first time my shirt was on MTV Jams or in a music video. He wore it in um, Ludacris, Georgia, Georgia, feel okay. my video. He yeah. wore the shirt. That I gave to him in the bathroom at Visions. Uh, wow. Then uh, Bishop of Crunk, the Little John Nivea video uh, in West End with Little John. Bishop of Crunk wearing my shirt in the video. So that was my way of saying thank you. So to your question, yeah, comedians really saved my life. And those relationships that I started way back then are still fruitful to this day. Okay. Um. So it's they they acknowledge it. You know, it's dope for them to remember it. But I just get to see these people still. Do. I got Ronnie Jordan's first comedy CD live from the living room. Wow. When he was, you know, back then you again physical copies. When you do your set, they go to the back of Uptown selling their DVDs or VHS mm-hmm. tapes. Mm-hmm. I was buying it. Damn. Man, and I it, I wasn't a new face. I was just a, all right. Thank you. I didn't try to get the picture. I got your stuff, and I still I watched it. So it's not like it wasn't for the clout back then. It was really for the love and supporting those people, and it, and, it, and it's a testament that real ones really remember. You know, wow. So that's where that relation comes to. Comedians and DJs are really like my best friends. Man, that that's so dope. That's mm, so dope. Thank you. And speaking of that, um, January seventh. So my birthday is January 9th. Okay. Um, I definitely want to invite you to Uptown Comedy Corner, uh, a comedy roast of New Face of Sorts, hosted by Erica Duchess. Oh, wow. You know, so, you know, show love, roast, whatever you like. You know, comedy roasts have always been my favorite. Going to a K-Dub roast or a Clay or a Double D, like, those are always yeah. been my famous. Epic. Epic ones to attend. So to have my own at Uptown where I start, you know, that's where I only went. You know, I, there were other comedy. I went to Earthquakes and Chris Tucker Hat Club, but Uptown was the one where religiously every Sunday I went. Wow. Or if somebody was headlining and went through the weekend, I would go to their show. But yeah. Sunday was my day because the, whoever the headliner was would stay till Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's when the celebrities and the strippers and the drug dealers and the right. trap it out. So yeah. I was like living in heaven, like, hey, and then go back to my regular nine job, drop my kids off at school and live my regular life. It reminded me of American Beauty by Kevin Spacey. Man. Like, go home, my regular life. You know, <laughs> still happy, but, you know, but comedy really was my release. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you have any Rob Hayes stuff? Right, man. Just the memories. I got my photo of you and nostalgia in front of the rhyme capsule. Okay. Okay. Yep. yep. So that's something, again, you weren't I gotta outside. Get you, I got to get oh, you some, I some wasn't in the gym stuff. I, I got to get you shooting in the gym. I didn't have anything. You know, I, I was I was so adamant about getting better. I, I just never, I never felt like when I was coming up, Mm-hmm. I didn't want to sell people something until I was ready. So yeah, mm. but my first album didn't have physical copies, but it did have like I did sell album jackets mm. that had a download card in them. Oh, I could definitely get you one of those. But memories, and, I'm sure I, I know you're in my phone about four times just of shows like Spencer Neal. Like that's my thing. I'd be sending people videos of them performing like. I heard, I heard it, you got videos of it, people, and that, that's really why I asked. You know, yeah, I really so I, was wondering. You're, you're, yeah, I got yeah. videos and yeah. photos. I don't but know which nothing, phone or beeper it's on, but it's on something. It's gonna be in my uh, probably that <laughs> BlackBerry. You want your first one, early one? I remember you wore a striped shirt, thinner. Ooh, yeah, thin Rob Hayes. Ooh, I might have been Dougie <laughs> on stage yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got those type of memories, but all in the phone, no yeah. physical. I got. Got no Rob Hayes autograph. Okay, yeah, so no, no. One of my twenty twenty three bucket lists. We definitely got, gonna uh, figure that five out. More days. Definitely one gonna day. figure that out. Figure out how Make to get you. Happen. Yeah. Uh, and personally, it's it's dope to see your evolution as well. You know, again, comedy. You, 
it wasn't that I seen you on the lineup and went. It was always I attended, you performed, you did well, you you never seen you get booed, never seen you, you know. Yeah. We've had that experience where I've seen that and people bounced back or they didn't, but you stuck to it over the years. So um, I definitely want to say congratulations to that. And even this podcast it comes across my algorithm. Fortunately, it's great to see that, you know, some things come across your algorithms or it doesn't. But mm-hmm. this is one of those things that do, that I tend to watch, that I don't have to get spammed to watch and support. So, you know, congratulations, man. man thank, thank you for you. having me, too. Thank you for coming through. It's been the Inconsistent Podcast with Rob Hayes. But you've been quite consistent. Hey, you know, things what's can one, change. What's one inconsistency of this show? I mean, it don't always come out the same day. Oh, is, was that the goal? Oh, is that usually a standard? You want to do the same thing? So this uh, dropping tonight? No, it's not dropping tonight. Oh, okay. yeah. New Year's Eve, 12 o'clock. It's got to be the, the 12 o'clock, right? Watch this after the Dave Chappelle special. It might it might come out in like a week. Oh, okay. I'll do it on my birthday. Yeah. My birthday episode with Rob Hayes. It's inconsistent. Maybe the day before. Yeah. yeah. The only thing consistent is New Face was there. That's right. It's the only consistent part of that. Hey kid.